Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. Welcome to episode number 48, Restoration with Dr. Melissa Mandala. I'm so excited to have you here this week. I cannot believe that next week is Christmas. It feels like the year flew by so quickly yet so slowly and I'm super excited to see all these amazing pictures on social media of my friends and colleagues who are able to receive their first round of COVID-19 vaccine, and I am so excited. It just feels like there is finally light at the end of this tunnel, which is interesting because I recorded this episode with Melissa a few months ago, and we were in the midst of this pandemic, which I know that we still are, and we we're talking a little bit about it and um, her, the reason for her to use the word restoration, especially during this time. And who would have thought that this pandemic would be going on for now over nine months? And so just the idea, and I know that there are different discussions on both sides of the spectrum in terms of the vaccine. I think just being able to have that option provides many, many people, especially our frontline workers and physicians and any anybody who is on the front line constantly exposed to this threat, um, just to be able to offer that little bit of hope is just so indescribable. I know there were some tears that were, um, that were posted, tears of happiness. And, and like I said, hope is just something that's just indescribable right now. So especially in this time period when it is the holiday season and we all want to see our friends and family. And like I've mentioned in previous episodes, haven't seen my friends and family and in so long. And so it has been a very challenging time, especially now that we're in the holiday season when we all want to gather around and, and be close and see everybody. So it is a little bit tough, but I just encourage you all to hang in there and, and every day seems like it is going to be a little bit brighter, hopefully. So again, I'm so excited that it is now towards the end of the year. We have one more episode to complete this first season. I've started to record for the next season. I'm hoping to do a little bit of a logo change and maybe a podcast name change, but I'm not quite sure yet. I'm just going to take maybe a few weeks off after the holidays to kind of regroup and figure out what I want to do next with this brand. So I'm excited about that. So I hope that you all hang in there and I'm looking forward to hearing more from you all in terms of your feedback. But um, don't want to discount you all from this great episode with Melissa. So I want to introduce you to Melissa. And I mentioned in the beginning that I connected with her on social media, which is kind of the um, how we connected to how I connected to so many of these amazing women in the past year. And as I mentioned in the episode, that it is a little bit of a silver lining that because of this pandemic, I reached out and was able to meet so many people, amazing people, both men and women virtually on all the social media platforms. So I'm super grateful for that. And so she and I connected over Instagram. I saw one of her blog posts and I really enjoyed her story. So I know that since the last time that I talked to her, she's doing so many new amazing things. I know she's put on a virtual conference or been a part of many virtual conferences. So 
I definitely encourage you to go check her out. And so I want to tell you a little bit about her, which I will also include in the show notes. She is a Southern California native and a board-certified family medicine physician. She obtained her medical degree from Chicago Medical School, completing her family medicine residency and fellowship in lifestyle medicine, both from Loma Linda University Health. Last year, she served as preventative medicine junior faculty at Loma Linda, where she worked in a lifestyle medicine specialty clinic and inpatient lifestyle medicine service in an acute rehabilitation setting. She served as president and secretary for the American College of Lifestyle Medicine Professionals and Training Division, known as the ACLM, ACLM Trainees Division. She carried out PIT's mission to expand nationally and globally through lifestyle medicine interest groups, social media campaigns, and personally inspiring a neighboring medical school, Western University, to create a program itself. She's accelerated the lifestyle medicine movement within academic institutions, social media, community fairs, and podcasts. Dr. Mondela is committed to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine's collective efforts to elevate lifestyle medicine in the medical, political, and social communities. She is currently in private practice in Newport Beach and is an ACLM board member. She is a uniquely engaging motivational speaker that brings evidence-based methods to combat chronic disease and uplifts potential barriers through self-empowerment and self-compassion. You can find out more info about her on melissamandalamd.com and on Instagram at melissamandala.md. So I hope you enjoy this episode on restoration. I hope you all have a wonderful week and check in with me next week for our final episode. It's going to be a good one for Christmas and I look forward to talking to you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Melissa Mondala. She is a family medicine and lifestyle medicine physician um, out in California. We actually connected, I think I, I connected on social media, on Instagram. I saw an article that was published that she had written a blog post and I sent her a message and I was like, by the way, do you want to come on to my podcast? And it all worked out. And um, I'm so happy to have her here. So welcome, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Michelle, for bringing me on. And I think it's such a wonderful time to be out there and share our story um, because a lot of people are in this COVID, you know, (laughs) quarantine. And it's sometimes we just want to connect. And I'm so grateful for being invited to be a part of this and speak to your audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that ha- positives that have come out of this is that I've been able to devote a lot of a lot more time on my podcast. And out of that, I've met and connected with so many amazing women who have shared uh, such inspiring stories. And it's funny, a lot of women who come on before they uh, realize that they're going to talk about their own personal journeys, they're like, oh, my journey isn't very interesting. But I'll have to say everybody has a very interesting journey. So I'm so happy to have you here. Um, so we'll jump right in. So we talked a little bit before we recorded. Um, typically what I have is people come on and tell us what their health and wellness journey means to them or what words describe it. So tell us a little bit about what, what word you picked. 
Yeah, so the word is restoration. And really, it's that when you think about it, we it's kind of a weird time because right now we're in a pandemic. Our world is like flipped upside down and we look around us and, and we just don't even recognize some of the things that's happened with the mask and um, it, there's less people around, but we know things are reopening. And in the in that essence is kind of to show that um, with for me with my life life journey is how um, it takes just one little thing to shift your mind and shift your health in something either good or bad um, mm-hmm. and so for me it was when I was in going through my training and we all kind of know that training is very taxing on the body and the mind (laughs) and even your soul where you're just so worn down and Mm -hmm. um, you know you want you know you pick the career and you pick um, the path and you know it's going to be hard and a lot of sacrifice but you don't really actually know what it's doing to your to your your physical and mental health Um, Mm -hmm. and that's where I realized you know I need to find my restoration (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I need to because it's I'm not going towards a path of healing I'm actually going through a a life that was more like destructive because I I wasn't setting time aside for myself and Mm -hmm. my family and the things most important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that resonates with a lot of people, not just women physicians, but just um, anybody in general, when you put, when, when in your training or in your, in your career, that's all that you do all the time. People just get burnt out. So I think that's what I hear a lot is that people have just gotten really burnt out. And so what did you do from there? How did you kind of get out of that? Yeah, so looking back, I I just remember these times where, you know, I was spending a lot of time eating the things like, you know, junk food, fast food, restaurants, you just realize that the things that um, you were just feeling for me, I was feeling my mind and my body with things that were not the best for me. I wasn't cooking as much. I wasn't um, spending out time outdoors, which I loved. I, I wasn't even spending time with my friends and family. I just focused on one one thing. And sometimes when we're so focused on one item, we forget that self-care. Um, mm-hmm. And so I ended up getting um, irritable bowel syndrome and it's very, very common, but it was just so disrupted in my life where I, you know, every little thing of cold water, um, the cold weather, um, salty foods, dairy products, um, stress, um, lack of sleep would just aggravate it. Um, and so I would get t- lots of that, you know, the loads of diarrhea. I don't know if you can be PMI, but that's, that's what just happened. And, and you, and you're just kind of ashamed to go to certain things or social settings and you just even tend to start um, isolating yourself even more and so I just came to the place where I knew that my my physical health was connected to my mental health um, and I, I you know, and I had to bring that into my awareness and tell myself, okay, well, I, if I'm, I'm not as happy as I could be, um, mm-hmm. I, I need to make that change and so for me it was just getting to the place where um, I kept sending more and more boundaries in a healthy way just to to say okay well I'm not I'm gonna actually invest in my health and if that's gonna cook that meal or if that's going to make that phone call to my family back home um, then I can think about how it's worth it Um, sometimes like in the in some professions where like just wanting to control every little thing and compartmentalize every little thing, but 
it's fluid, it's dynamic, and we got to allow ourselves to breathe um, and to rest during those times. So when I say restoration, I'm talking about because of I was felt so depleted um, at, at those those times that I needed to find a restoration if it was me. For me, I personally practiced plant-based um, where I had to find that type of um, healing my gut. Um, I, I end up getting, eating more fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, and those things that I really ignored um, and really finding that pathway and spending outdoors, um, walking, running, being more active. And so all these little things just kind of like shaped um that restoration and one of my patients i really loved what she told me what her rest um acronym in the restoration acronym was our um literally just um st staying still um so rest you're you're not really moving and you're you're really being conscious of that and then e when you're resting you're also feeling energized because things around you when you're constantly moving can deplete you but when you're when you rest you actually get an opportunity to get filled again um to to get to find out these things that excite you the things that give you meaning and purpose and so i really like the e um and then the s sometimes we're just so sleep deprived <laughs> um, yeah. we're, just, we're in a place where okay chronically we've had some type of insomnia or fragmented sleep and we we don't realize because we have either demands or we just we, it, it's just happened maybe years later we realize okay i've been only getting three to five hours i need to do something about it um i i for me finally i got back to my seven to eight hours and it was like enough for me to have a better mood mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and not be so agitated in life um and then t was um i really like this one and she for her it was trust and uh -huh. that just like resonated with me because it's just trusting the process trusting um if it's your family or friends or your higher power above you just to rest assure um that's when you're able to let things go and surrender and so that that rest in the acronym restoration was a way for me to kind of undo certain habits that I've developed um and I wouldn't have gotten there if I didn't rest in my during my restoration period. Well, I, I love that acronym. It's it's. I actually wrote that down because I, I think I'm going to use that. <laughs> um, I kind of want to go back to um, you know you mentioned um, having IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, and experiencing that during a time where you were working a lot and perhaps feeling very burnt out. And uh, for people who don't know, IBS can be caused by a lot of stress. And so um, how did you actually uh, get diagnosed with that? Did you diagnose yourself? I mean, I know as a physician, I kind of resist that a lot. I'm in, a, I'm in denial. Like, I mean, even for simple like medical issues that I have myself, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I have it. <laughs> so um, as you were kind of experiencing this, uh, how did you decide or how did you diagnose get diagnosed with IBS and how did you make a change from there yeah you know it's so interesting because I, th I remember in my junior high years like I would wonder like oh my goodness it's not is it lactose intolerant because you know mm -hmm. is it just the pizza and the and the dairy or the the ice cream but I was and the, but I realized no it's not just that it's other 
triggers and other types of food. Um, like I said, it, it was like my stomach was so sensitive, but I, I realized, you know, hey, I'm not only having loose bowels under certain episodes, but, you know, there's a pattern to it. So, of course, like everyone, <laughs> we kind of either Google it or use our medical resources to try to find if you fit this clinical picture and and um, I realized that, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, like whatever I've tried at to understand my, my symptoms, it still wasn't clear cut. Cause if you look at IBS, it's like a diagnosis of in- exclusion. So it can be so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be irritable bowel disease, but that's mainly like with bloody diarrhea, or it can be a celiac disease, or it can be um, just simple uncontrolled GERD and or SIBO, small air, small intestinal bowel overgrowth. And so um, when, but in my early stages of the diagnosis, I, I just went to my primary care doctor and I, I told her everything. And she was like, oh, you need to be maybe on Bentol or maybe you can try a TCA, a, a, another like mood yet gut stabilizer because you have hormones that are in your gut about 70 to 80% of serotonins in your gut. Um, and so there is that, like I said, that connection. So I, uh, she kind of clarified it for me. Um, and then in that same process, I was like, wait, and she's like, she, she even told me, do you have general anxiety disorder? Well, is that something that you really truly have? Or have you ever thought of ADHD? And, and that's like, if we think about it, a lot of people don't like talking about this because there's a stigma behind it. But when you're in a, in a, stressful environment and you're not able to focus and you have like these GI symptoms and you're feeling forgetful, um, a lot of physicians will throw all these things at you uh, and, and even <laughs> maybe in ourselves, right? Um, we may think, well, do we have all these things? What, where do I fit? And I would say during my restoration phase, I had to come to an understanding of are these diagnoses um, real? Let me let me let me trust providers at the same time to get the help I need. But the second time, um, this is not a lifelong diagnosis. Um, I can um, actually, um, our health evolves, um, our habits change, our, um, we can actually have our lifestyle factors that we can change at our fingertips to help restore our gut and our mind and um, help with those things. But I, I just thought, you know what, um, I'm at that time I said, okay, for the moment, let me just accept it for it was because when I was able to not fi- identify it, I can actually find okay let me if there's truly a problem let me find the solution so that was a good way um to kind of help myself because we're i I can now in those moments better relate to my patients so tell me a little bit about how you discovered the plant-based diet because you mentioned earlier that that's kind of how you adjusted your diet to tackle the ibs so was this, um, I know that you now do lifestyle medicine as well. So was this around the same time that you started learning about lifestyle medicine or tell us through, t- uh, t- talk us through the process or your journey? Sure. So I think, so my diagnosis of IBS was probably um, in my medical school years. Then I went to residency at Loma Linda and then basically over there, Loma Linda's they one of the blue zones so there's five blue zones in the world and it it was just so fascinating because over there they have people who are elderly and like teaching yoga class or bar class or spin classes and they're fit um elderly people with pretty no chronic disease or no medications and i was so curious sorry real fast can you um explain to people who may not know exactly what blue zone means oh sure (laughs) um yeah so blue zones are basically the 
the populations in the world that live the longest. Um, and there's Loma Linda is one of them. There's Italy, Sardina, there's Aquana, Japan, um, Costa Rica, <clears throat> and I think there's one more that's leaving my thought process, but there's five. Um, Basically where you want to move to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Who wouldn't want to go there? Um, and I was able to have my training there and see it in action where um, we call them centurions where they live a hundred plus years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you can see that they live an active, fulfilled life um, and you know, I always question how come they live a long life, but I've seen other types of people, even in my own family, where they actually lived maybe half that um, because of diabetes. Um, and cause my, my grandfather died um, at that age and people are, and I think at least one of, one of us can remember someone in their family who died prematurely early from a heart attack, a stroke, or some type of um, disease and but when i look at these hundred year olds um walking around i'm that's where i discovered it so i i ended up getting introduced to the american college of lifestyle medicine officially going to a conference and and then i got sh shocked by knowing hey not only does this place not have any meat like literally i was looking everywhere for all the meats possible and i mm -hmm. everyone was getting meat withdrawals at least in my the new people in my group and we realized you know what um we can do this for a week of conference and that week of conference turned to a challenge that i presented to my husband who has gout um pseudo gout and ankylizing spondylitis and i said you know what let's just try this because you're not getting any better <laughs> um we you're, they wanted to up his medications to biologics and we were we wanted to try something um you know, back then we just say, oh, we just want something natural, but we realize now, hey, medic, um, plants and um, this lifestyle medicine is really therapeutic. It's very healing for people. It actually can um, treat, um, prevent, and even reverse disease. That's what we um, say in lifestyle medicine. And so we did a pantry and a clean out and a fridge clean out. And then I ended up getting better from my IBS completely. And then he also um, was able to get off of his medications, bring down all his inflammatory markers, which is ESR and CRP. And um, yeah, it was the first time where we weren't worried when we went out that he couldn't handle like long walking or um, a long night because um, of fear of getting pain in his foot or all over actually um, in his body. So um, just can you explain to us a little bit, um, I know there are relatively newer specialties or fellowships out there. So lifestyle medicine is um, relatively new. How does that, how is that different from an integrative medicine or functional medicine? Yeah, definitely. Great question. So I would say, so integrative medicine is, um, it has a variety of therapeutic um, ways to heal. So they include, include like herbal therapy or Ayurveda therapy, yoga, and even um, hydrotherapy. Uh, they do some motivational interviewing, which is um, excellent as well. And, and, they're, and they have some nutritional I would say components too. Um, so that's probably the biggest difference between lifestyle medicine and functional medicine. Um, functional medicine is a, an arena where they 
actually dive really deep with the biochemical and physiological processes um, when um, they want to understand like toxins, for example, or they want to um, understand um, certain I would say um, not only the root causes, but they're trying to find like more diagnostics. So they, they're the ones that tend to order specific tests, like you probably seen like hair tests or um, even yeast, um, all these extra things that maybe not be practiced in traditional medicine, but you know, they're, I, I think there's strengths in each one. Um, and it's just a way of practice. I like to appreciate all fields. Um, and then lifestyle medicine is just um, the five core, which is nutrition, exercise, sleep, emotional well-being, and smoking cessation. And so um, I think lifestyle medicine is probably a more general um, way of practice. Um, and lifestyle medicine is more plant-based. Um, compared to functional medicine, I think they're a bit more Mediterranean based. Um, and, and so each one has um, their niche and their way of practice. So currently, are you doing a completely plant-based diet? Yes, I am. I am doing that currently. And it's been about three years. And oh, wow. um, yeah, and it's so funny, I got some of my family and friends on board un unknowingly. <laughs> so how do you feel that that has changed in um, how you feel overall being plant-based? And, and it might be hard for, I think, some people who, I mean, California, I think it's a little bit, I guess, more accessible for people. And I think more and more in larger cities, it is, it is easier, like say, if you were to go out and eat and stuff like that. But for some people who may not, have as much access that might be a little bit challenging but for you how has that changed um just overall how you feel especially in relates as it relates to your restoration yeah um i think for me like i said i i'm filipino by background and so we ate a lot of um, heavy meats and everything and I didn't realize that all of that was weighing me down um, so the biggest difference I felt was when I incorporated more plants I was able to have energy throughout the whole day um, without having these slumps um, I was able to exercise more and it, I, so that was my like immediate restoration and then and then the long-term restoration was I actually had bad acne too and dairy um, so casein whey lactose all of those are pro-inflammatory and you end up getting uh, a lot of people get improval of their, their acne when they just take away all of the dairy first of all and so for me I I noticed I had better skin and I think that's really good for me as a as a lady and just wanting to feel better about my skin and and so that was um, a bonus a surprise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then some people have like better hair and less constipation and just a bunch of added um, things, benefits. And, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, benefits. And, and I, I work with patients who live under the poverty line and, you know, I really show much compassion and love to them because it, it is a struggle um, finding access and the finances needed, um, but I would say we we've converted it to the point where um, by the dollar you can save lots of actually money when you eat plant based. Um, so beans and rice and like just the local dollar store and ninety nine cent store where they have some vegetables and fruits and um, it's actually 
typically more expensive to eat out. Um, and so I, I just present it in a like non-judgmental way. And I think it's just been really fun. And, um, and so everyone I would say has their, their opportunity to rest and restore and, and, and just knowing when that time is and finding someone that can support you in that process can be a really a big game changer. Definitely. And to stick to your point about kind of, um, you know, cooking at home can be more cost effective. I will have to say with this pandemic, um, the first two months that we just stayed at home did not go anywhere, um, did groceries. Um, we saved so much money and it was so cost effective for us. And we didn't realize how much money we were wasting just ordering out or going out to eat because what would happen is that we would buy groceries. So we'd have the groceries, but yet we would still go out. <laughs> and so it definitely is more cost effective than, than some people may think. Um, so Melissa, we are running out of time, but I just want to give you the opportunity to share with um, our listeners how they can reach you. Um, and I really enjoyed speaking with you today and hearing about your restoration journey. So how can they reach you if they want to they connect with you? Yes, thanks, Michelle. So uh, you can find me on our, my website, doctor, so drlifestyle.org. I am going through this branding change. So if I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook, I used to be Dr. Lifestyle 101, but now I'm just Melissa Mandala. So I noticed that, back. actually. Yeah, and, and like, <laughs> I was oh, trying to look for I, you, and I was like, where'd you go? <laughs> I hope no one, I know, it's such an interesting thing. And um, and then I'm also joining an Institute of Plant-Based Medicine, so it's a multi-specialty group. So a lot of evolving. Um, so, but I, I love answering anything when it comes to DMs. If anyone has extra questions or, you know, we have a newsletter, if you want to sign up, we have recipes and blogs, anything that we can do um, to help and connect because it's all about connection here. And that's why you have this podcast. So thank you, Michelle. Oh, well, I love to cook and I'm not plant-based entirely, although I do um, eat, I eat fish and some eggs and I'm always looking for new recipes to try. So I am looking forward to connecting with you some more in the future. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Melissa. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.